basin in the old bayou and find your favorite fishing pole. Find out where's the next honey hole, only on the top rod fishing machine. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show, and welcome to Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area, along with Louisiana and the stories around the USA and the world. And Rick, uh, each Friday, these, uh, this is the reason we're here. You're right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And if you'd like to give us a call during the show, the number, you got to dial that area code, 337. The number is 367-1240. You can also listen to us online. That's right, at www.kane1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You may also listen to Kane on any accessible internet device. We're live here at the studios at uh, 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open, Rick, and uh, what's shaking with fresh water and saltwater fishing, Rick? Tony, besides the water being low, uh, I imagine the saltwater is very low, too. I haven't heard too much about saltwater. I don't know about you, but um, anyway, on the, on the freshwater side, we went to uh, Miet Point last weekend. And I didn't even put my boat down. They had a, a gentleman came in. Now he's got a 40-horsepower, Tony, and I seen when he put his boat on the trailer. And I'm talking about at the cement landing, he was kicking up mud. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's tough. <laughs> anyway, so real nice fella. So I let him pull up, and, you know, and we, we talked a little while. And he was saying that they must, somebody must have had a tournament, but everybody was in the big water. In other words, the river and the GA cut. So I said, well, I'm not going to, you know, venture out. So what we decided to do is leave me at point, and we went back to the lake. We caught a few fish in the lake, and then we had to slow down, and uh, we'll talk about that later. But anyway, it uh, the water is just so daggone low, Tony. It's uh, I see it's projected to come up, but it, I just didn't want to take a chance, you know, because uh, I've been fishing that basin for 45 years, Tony, and this is the lowest I've ever seen the water, uh, actually, uh, this this year, you know. It's uh, it's just with the north wind, and, and I guess we haven't had any rain. Well, I know we haven't had any rain, but just the, the water levels are just so low, you know, and it's starting to get to a dangerous level. Yeah, it really is. And uh, as you mentioned, uh, with regards to, uh, well, you got the mud flaps, you got, uh, it's just, you Sand know. Bars, you're right. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's, it's you know, it's tough. And right. uh, as recently I went over uh, basically the Calumet Cut, too, and the water wasn't low there, but it wasn't. It was a little lower than it has been over the last few months, but as you mentioned, Rick, in the river stage at Butler Rose, yeah, uh, the water's starting to come up a little bit, and it's going to come up looks like a little over six feet in the next week or two. And right now, uh, as of this morning, it's right at about uh, uh, five uh, feet. So okay. uh, that's well, a little bit they better. They must be getting some rain up north, Tony. Yeah, and hopefully, uh, I know they got snow all up in the Midwest. That's too. right. Yeah, you're right. So uh, they've had some snowstorms in that regard. So uh, hopefully we'll see maybe the river start to fill up. But, man, when you see the USS Kid right there when you cross the uh, I-10 bridge yeah. into Baton Rouge, I mean, the yeah, kid right, is fully totally. exposed. Yeah. This has been a, a, a – not say a crazy year, but it's been different this year. Uh, and I can remember a couple of years ago we couldn't wait for the water to come down. It was l- lurking around 20 feet almost seemed like for eight months. And then now it's, it's so low 
we actually need a little bit of water, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, But they're still catching fish, Rick, as yeah, you know. Tony, we went, like I said, okay, we, we left Miette Point, and I, we took a, that's, that's a good ride, man. <laughs> I love Miette Point, but, you know, that, that, that kind of threw a wrench in my wheel, so we went to the lake. We put down in the lake, idled out, got, got into the uh, test lake, got on step. And as soon as I made the right, well, you could tell, <laughs> you know, it, it, if you walk on the, on the, I call it the, the boat ramp, Tony, the boardwalk mm-hmm. at the lake, we had to pull the boat up where you docked the boat to get in the boat. That's how low the water was. Usually you can walk off of the board, boardwalk uh, yeah, into right. the boat. Oh, no, yeah. it's like a six or seven foot drop. That's how low the lake was. So anyway, we got out there, Tony, went, ran a couple of spots, caught a few fish, got out the wind. And uh, the bait I was using, I had to downsize. I like that little lug worm put out by, uh, by Berkeley, I think it is. I rigged that with a three-yard and a small weight, you know. We threw spinner baits. We threw everything. But the downsize, that little four-inch worm, and I was telling you earlier, you know, we rigged it a couple of different ways, but mainly Texas style was uh, was working the best. We didn't have a great day, but, you know, the wind was blowing. I don't know if you remember last Sunday, the wind yes. was blowing, and it was it was cool, you know. It was. And uh, with that north wind blowing, Tony, it just blows all the water out the lake, and it blows all the water out the basin. Plus, I think they – I remember you reading they had a low tide that day also. That's right. So that that's why uh, – and then getting back uh, <clears throat> to another little story, I was running my pizza place, and then three or four of my customers came through and said, man, we, we didn't have no trouble getting to the camp Friday, but when that front came through Sunday, they couldn't get back to the landing, so they had to call airboats to come pull them in. Really? So that's the first time in a long time that I've seen the water that low, Tony. Yeah, it's really uh, hazardous, too, as we mentioned a little bit oh, earlier yeah. in the broadcast with regards to the water being down. And, I mean, even small boats getting caught up there. Uh, an airboat might be the only thing to get you through <laughs> yeah. those uh, those uh, areas yeah. at, uh, to go fishing. Oh, yeah, one of my uh, friends had a 20, and he had to get pulled in. Wow. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I'm not hearing, you know, as I mentioned, I'm not hearing much in the salt water right now, even though I'm, I'm pretty sure they're catching fish. And, uh, you know, it's still time to put in, have your voices heard with regards to uh, the oh count and the size the of the speckled trout, yeah. you know. So that's going to be important, too. Yes, sir. Don't hear a lot of movement about that. But, uh, you know, the, some of those saltwater fishermen, uh, yeah. they look to uh, get out there and see if they can't. Well, uh, yeah, it's kind of off-season right now, Tony, for fishing. Everybody's in the hunting, you know, duck hunting and, and uh, deer hunting is really starting to strike up. So anyway, it is. yeah, it's kind of, you know, kind of love for uh, fishing season. Yeah, and it is, uh, Rick. So, uh, anyway, uh, with some lane closures, uh, the federal fisheries uh, managers announced at 12.01 a.m. Tuesday the closure of the commercial and recreation take of a lane snapper out in the Gulf of Mexico in the federal waters. This season uh, will reopen January 1st. The closure came when managers estimated the annual catch uh, limit would hit about a little over a million uh, pounds uh, weight holes. So uh, they're watching each month the Wildlife and Fisheries Enforcement Division uh, reports at least 12, uh, sometimes more violations worth mentioning in public relations. So uh, I know here we do our job here, and uh, there are a lot of agents out there, and uh, oh, yeah. whether it be fishing or hunting or you just, uh, you know, they, they've got rules to report. So and it's become increasingly evident that uh, from these reports there are more eyes, cell phones, uh, and records, uh, uh, recordings with devices. So their potential v- violators uh, realize. So in the past two weeks, uh, vid- videos have supplied eyewitnesses with uh, having enforcement division agents call it to other uh, citations or book alleged. So what I'm trying to do is just... Re- 
tell people, the agents out there, you're not going to show their faces immediately. They sit back and watch and yep. see what takes place. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people uh, just just stay within the rules. You're going to be fine. And uh, and know they're watching and reporting violations. So and they're taking uh, more than uh, punching numbers into a handheld uh, cellular so uh, device. So, anyway, uh, just you got to be on the lookout, too, uh, Rick, in that regard. So, uh, yep. We'll see what takes place. Had a little story printed out for me with regards to some of the young full, uh, Catholic high guys that are doing pretty efficient so well with uh, their team, uh, Rick. And it's, you know, we talked about over the last few years even that uh, we'll see some of the glad uh, high schools like uh, Highland Baptist uh, along with Lorville, along with uh, Catholic High right. and some other schools at Father Turlings and all have fishing yeah. teams. Right. That are, it's still a club sport like, uh, so to speak, but uh, it's – and it's uh, starting to catch on quickly, too. That's what I was fixing to tell you, Tony. That's probably one of the – I guess you call it a sport. I always did. You know, it's one of the fastest-growing sports around. So, Anyway, but the Catholic High School fishing team members are enjoying their first year on the uh, second-year team. It started in August of 2021, and uh, Jacob Schutman, uh, you know, uh, our local uh, fisherman along with his dad. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Shoop, uh, he's coaching the Catholic High members. And uh, these 11-year-old bass anglers captured uh, – uh, with their elder uh, who cannot get wet uh, per line. But it's good to see these young guys fish, too. And I'm giving them a plug, too, in that regard. So uh, they are uh, getting out there and fishing and representing uh, uh, Catholic High. So, uh, and they've had some success this year in the youngsters. And uh, it's, good. it's just good to see, Rick, in that regard. Uh, uh, and, Tony, you have guys. colleges today. That's right. I read through the article, and I don't want to mess up your, uh, go your ahead. article. Yeah, but go ahead. But uh, his parents was telling him, you know, he wants to go to college. That's a, uh, that's a sure sure way to get a, a good scholarship, you know, through through fishing. That's right. And uh, the CHS fishing team, uh, the junior division uh, members, opened the season with a fifth-place finish uh, in September out of Dwaron's Landing, out of in Stephensville out there, and the three bass all caught on soft, uh, soft plastic uh, by Hollis and weighed 6.6 pounds. So they included the biggest bass in the junior tournament at 2.83 pounds. So uh, hats off to those guys and uh, right. doing a good job uh, for them and uh, hope they have many more. And uh, if you've got uh, some junior teams, even senior teams, uh, try to catch, stay up with them due to the fact that uh, – a lot of their, um, I guess, uh, tournaments and all, uh, we just don't see them plopping up on uh, on information sites. So uh, anytime we can get some information yeah. from some of these guys, we deeply appreciate hey, it. Tony, the thing about fishing, I've always loved fishing. You know, even when I was younger, I got into it just like these two gentlemen. Uh-huh. Uh, I noticed in an article also his uh, mother said that he fishes a lot in the bayou, which further down the bayou is very, very beautiful, down before Patterson even, uh, down around Franklin, Baldwin area. I've caught a lot of fish in the bayou, good good, uh, good fishing territory. And she also uh, stated that he fishes a gentleman's pond. So that tells me that he's really, you know, when you're staying in practice and in casting, I mean, you gotta you got to really have a, a knack for it, yeah. Tony. So. Hats off to that young man. You're right about that, too. And uh, just some uh, change of gears right now. We're going to talk a little bit about, before we take our first break, about the survey of duck numbers being the lowest on record in collective prayers for tens of thousands of Louisiana uh, West Zone uh, duck hunters were so loud that they were uh, heard all over in the corners of the state of Louisiana Friday night. And uh, they were calling for help after learning the bad news with the state's wildlife and fisheries waterfowl study team so uh four biologists the crew who surveyed the coastal marshes along with Catalhoula lake uh 
for three days last week. And what they found in the survey said the number of SWA ducks in those areas is the lowest since the survey began in 1968, Rick. Okay. And it's an estimate that 802,000 ducks, 644,000 of them in the southwest, which is 116,000 in the southeast, 42,000 on Catahoula Lake. And the aggregate is 37% lower than last November's count of 1.29 million, 28% lower than the last five-year average, and 48% lower than the last 10-year average. So for hunters out there, prayers and hope that the uh, cold uh, – coldest cold front of the season the blow that sent the midwest uh states to lows in the low 20s so as you know as i do uh yeah uh, those ducks aren't, aren't going to move down as long as they're able to eat up there in the midwest and as right. soon as it gets really cold yeah. they're coming this way so i know it's just a lake tony but i did see some big flocks of uh it had to be green heads it was big birds yeah uh, when we moved around from a couple of spots uh in the lake i call it the big lake but generate lake on that side uh-huh. They had uh, quite a bit of birds. They they were getting up, you know, uh, way in front of the boat as we were uh, moving. Well, it's um it's hard to say because it, they the, the teal, the blue wing, uh, then along came the green wing, a lot more blue wing than green teals uh, right. earlier in the year, and hopefully uh, hunters uh, satisfied some of their needs. But uh, man, teal is just a smaller duck and harder to hit. Yeah, and they usually <laughs> compared come to in. some of the bigger ducks. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know, these, these were big birds. Now, they, they they get up far away, but, you know, they don't take them long. They get up altitude, and uh, they had some big flocks in the lake. And uh, I don't know if that's because, in, you know, in, in the center of Generet Lake, it's is, is very shallow also. But uh, anyway, they, they had a lot of birds, Tony. Okay, well, even better in the southwest, hunters, uh, uh, some of them reported that marsh conditions were slightly better than last year. But okay. uh, whereas the agricultural fields were vastly improved, southwest marshes continue to be the most of the free non-native uh, nuisance and floating uh, aquatic ve- vegetation. And uh, many locations show the average uh, emergence of uh, submerged aquatic ve- vegetable is hopefully to growing. You know, those storms last couple of years Ooh, took away man. a lot of that, yeah. too. So, uh, yeah, rearranged it. You're right. Yep. And the southeast marshes also appear improved. But uh, just the ducks aren't there. So uh, we're just hoping uh, we'll see some of that, too, uh, uh, Rick. And um yeah, uh, like I tell you, I've seen something, Tony, uh, that I hadn't seen in a, in a few years. I, you know, it's about the second time I say it, but cinnamon teal. I haven't yeah. seen those in years, man. And I, it was a good-sized flock, and then they turned right by the boats, what startled me, because we were fishing. I just heard, the, you know, the wings when they, when they turn. And by the time they bank, it's uh, – I mean, the, those little teal are so daggone fast, man. Well, they are. They are. And I said, man, look at the cinnamon teal. That's beautiful, you know, that, that – uh, copperish color on their back as they turn and, and the right. sun reflected off of their, their backside and uh it was a, a beautiful flock of teal let's just hope that it gets colder up north and we see more of those ducks taking advantage of coming down through the south and uh, with the vegetation and all but uh some of the numbers are down as uh, reported right uh hadn't heard from many others uh, i know a couple of them started out last week when it started and hopefully uh, they'll have some good hunts. But last year, you know, we heard there were times some of them were bringing ducks in, and yeah. then other times when there weren't any to, to be found. Right. So it's just hot and cold. And then the marsh was doing good, and then it, it just kind of shut down last year. You know, early, early the marsh was good. Yeah, you're right. So it's just uh, uh, luck of the draw of whether you're catching ducks or not. So hopefully we'll see some cold weather up north. I know up in the Midwest they're seeing temperatures in the teens. So like said, uh, it has snow. some snowfall too. That's right. So hopefully we'll see some of that uh, in the meantime. Meanwhile, we're going to go ahead and take our first break this morning. You're listening to uh, 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 Fishing and Hunting Show on Kane Radio FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. 
Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303-3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. Everyone loves pizza, and everyone loves a home run. Put them together, and you have home run pizza. And yes, right here in New Iberia, located at 3816 East Old Spanish Trail, it's New Iberia's newest takeout pizza, and delivery is available. Dough is made fresh each day, and you get an assortment of toppings. Try the Grand Slam, the Double Play, or Mr. Meaty. They're all home runs at Home Run Pizza, 256-5783. That's 256-5783. We have a new player on the field, and he's ready for kickoff with a delicious ice-cold Coca-Cola. And the kick. Ice giving him a little trouble as a few cubes shake loose. He's probably going to pour it here, and he does. The glass is full. Can he go all the way? He did it! Oh, wow! And just listen to that fizz! That might have been the most refreshing thing that I've ever seen. Whew. Coca-Cola. Taste the feeling. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for music on Thursday. It's Southern Jack. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main across from McDonald's. The best drink prices in DeBerry. Domestic beer, now just $2. Imports, $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Don't forget the Quarter Tavern, now serving fresh fruit, margaritas, and daiquiris. The Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Well back, welcome back to Kane Radio uh, Fishing and Hunting Show, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And I want to remind the Louisiana uh, the hunters to use the text and to tag for deer harvest in the L.A. wallet to display those uh, uh, licenses. Of course, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, reminds hunters that they can they can tag and violate their deer, uh, validate their deer, yes, excuse me, <laughs> for the uh, harvest directly to their smartphones via text or website and immediately after the animal is harvested. And uh, you got to log in uh, your account at louisianaoutdoors.com and select the e-tag and text to tag uh, to enroll. Then uh, follow the steps below the tag and validate your harvest uh, with your smartphone. And uh, it's so much easier well, today, you know, uh, yeah, guys right. can do that. And it, it's so much uh, easier than the, the paper tag and all. Yeah. And uh, So, it, Tony, you got all that. I'm sorry for cutting you off. You got yeah. all of your paperwork. So what you do is just, I guess, take a picture of your tag. That's and right. Then you know, take I guess take a shot of the deer and just send it in. I mean, you, you can't right. beat that, man. Oh, it's, it's yeah. so much easier today uh, and to regulate that. And they just want to know that what's what's taking out there, there you go. That's right. with the deer and also in the yeah. Department of Wildlife and Fishery also reminds citizens uh, with a Louisiana driver's licenses or a state ID, they can use the L.A. wallet to display their purchase and uh, the L- 
Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries licenses on their smartphone. I know I've yep. taken advantage of that uh, with my driver's license and even with your shots and everything in that regard. So, uh, oh, yeah. And you can even get your fishing license, period, online also. That's right. Licenses yeah. can be purchased on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife Fisheries website through the approved retail vendor or through uh, – the department headquarters in Baton Rouge and the LA Wallet app is free for the public. That's free. Take well, advantage free? of it. That's right. Okay, now no Tony, charge. when you <coughs> excuse me, when you purchase a, a fishing license, the uh, wildlife and fishers they charge you a small fee. Am they I right do. or wrong? They yeah. do. Well, for seniors, I think it's seven fifty uh, to take advantage of it. I think they have a small little like two uh, bucks. Is yeah, two fifty well, something like that. You realize if you drive to the big box, you're going to spend that in gas anyway. Yeah, so. you drive it anywhere to right. pick it up. There you it's go. It's going to cost you money. Yeah, so uh, that's right. Anyway, just tap the Louisiana uh, Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Lives credential shown on the homepage and read the disclaimer. Then tap the uh, yellow Connect Louisiana Department of Wildlife uh, account button at the bottom. And once your Louisiana Department of Wildlife account is uh, found up, tap yes and add to your license. And uh, the department has developed a, a video dis- demonstration so you can learn. It's pretty easy. Uh, I uh, go ahead and say, man, you need to try it out. And as always, official hunting and fishing licenses uh, may still be carried in several other ways. You can do it through an email if an email address is available in our system and the license is purchased. A digital version of that license will be mailed. Elsewhere, an image, an an individual can also take a photo of their license and store that photo on their phone. And through the paper, uh, we can recommend folding the license and storing it in a Ziploc. That's what I do, Tony. You know, bag, uh, eliminated, uh, uh, laminated, I should say, and uh, the paper print shall be two pieces of package and a tape. So uh, it's pretty uh, easy. Rick different ways you that's right, right. Oh, and yeah. uh, people need to do that more and uh stop you know tony i've been so. stopped several times by the agents and they they got a job to do and they just do their job you know yeah. it's uh you know they they go over the boat check and then you know let me see your license your life jackets da 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 your fire extinguisher your whistle you know your throw ring stuff like that oh but yeah it's just it's so all, much easier you know it all that's right you just you know <clears throat> have it all together and, you, and that's it well, also, too, you know, uh, Rick, last year mm-hmm. we found uh, some of the CWD up in Tinsaw Parish and some of those parishes uh, up on the uh, off the river uh, where some of the deer came in contact with a chronic wasting disease. And uh, it's so important. Uh, they've tried to add a few spots where the uh, chronic wasting disease control area drop-off locations. If you want to make sure your deer is clean, there's a drop-off over uh, in Tinsaw Parish in the Sheriff's Resource Center. Um, you can go to the uh, website and pick up those sites. Uh, the buck fever taxidermy uh, up in Newton. There's also Big Lake Wild, Wild Management Area in North Louisiana on Highway 4, uh, 12 miles east of Gilbert Buckhorn, uh, West Light, West uh, Management Area. So there are a lot of areas you want to have that deer checked out. And, uh, and I know a lot of people that hunt up in the North Louisiana not necessarily in the Tinsaw parishes and all, but uh, yeah. it's uh, Tinsaw, Tony. That's north, north. That's oh yeah, that's up there, uh, St. Joe, Newton, okay. uh, uh, up in that. Le- yeah, you almost yeah, Arkansas, you're, right? Yeah, well, not quite. No, you're more in Vidalia, up in that area, in Tinsaw Parish. Okay, uh, and also uh, always learned uh, my parishes uh, with regard to uh, right. You know, St. Joe had a, a, a Tinsaw. So uh, that's how I can remember Tim the Salt. parishes yeah. and all with that regard. So uh, anyway, just smart to do. Your deer, your, uh, it could be infected, uh, may exhibit signs of weight loss. Uh, 
just other things that come into play. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, keep your eye on your. Well, we gears. hadn't really heard too much about no, that this year, Tony. No, not well, yet. But uh, you, know, you want to you yeah. want to be careful, you know. Right. Oh yeah. With uh, regards to uh, taking deer down, and yeah. uh, hopefully it's on the on the downside. Yeah, hope, that's right. Know. Hopefully, yeah. uh, we just had that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, was it one deer, two deer, something? Yeah, in that like area? A, a two years ago, it was real. It was starting to hit real bad, but hopefully, you know, it's cut back some. Yeah, and it's also recommended that people hunting in those areas known uh, to harbor. The chronic wasting disease infected deer have their deer tested for the disease prior to consuming the animals. They say it's not good to to consume that. I told no, you. that's yeah. right. Okay. So uh, you just want to be safe and sorry. And if you, even if you have a nice looking deer up in that area of the woods, uh, yeah. uh, no, it's just good. Uh, there are drop offs in the area, uh, whether it be in Hammond or Lafayette, Lake Charles, Minden, Monroe, Pineville. And detailed instructions and more can be found on the Louisiana Department of Wildlife website. So for more information, mm-hmm. On uh, chronic waste and disease, uh, go to uh, the website, negotiate through it a little bit, and find out what you can do there if you, you have some fear in that regard. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Better be safe than sorry. Uh, absolutely. It's just safe. You're right. Yeah. It's just safe. <laughs> Meanwhile, a uh, bad guy of the week, a, Met- a Metairie resident decided to hunt for illegal alligator harvest in St. Charles Parish. Uh, wildlife Fisheries Uh-oh. Enforcement Agents cited a Metairie, Metairie resident for allegedly alligator hunting uh, violations on November 7th, of course, alligator season, to my recollection, through uh, September. Yeah. It's when they hunt. Been, been closed. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's right. And the agent cited a 29-year-old for taking an alligator during the closed season following a illegal alligator harvest on the Bonnie Corrade spillway. Uh, the agents were on patrol within the spillway near the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers field office. And while they observed the uh, alleged uh, harvest of an alligator by the Mississippi River flood control docks, huh. the St. Charles Parish is included in the east zone for alligator hunting season, which opened uh, uh, back in August and rained open for 60 days. The agent sees uh, just about an eight-foot alligator, and taking an alligator during the uh, closed season brings up mm. to, uh, almost a yeah. $1,000 fine, four months in jail. Individual Fine. may also face civil restitution for the replacement value of that illegally taken yeah. alligator totaling about four hundred dollars right. so uh i told you if you got a nuisance gator they'll, they'll take care of it for you but yeah, yeah you just can't go pop him you know that's right and, that's yeah. right and a lot of that's done i know they've had issues even here with us oh yeah cane road you know with alligators yep. out on the uh course so uh oh yeah something you got to really be care of that's too, right Rick. Anyway, uh, tides today, uh, Friday the 18th of November. The sun rose at 635. The sunset will be at 511 this evening. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the first high tide was at 1218 this morning. The next high tide will be at 1058, just about 11 o'clock. First low tide uh, is taking place uh, right now. Uh, and the next one should be at 5.09 p.m. this evening. Saturday the 19th, sun's going to rise at 6.35, set at 5.11 again, high and low tide chart. The first low tide, high tide, excuse me, will be 12.27 a.m. Friday night, Saturday morning. The next high tide at 12.37 p.m. The first low tide will be at 7.10 a.m. That's tomorrow morning, Saturday morning. And the next low tide, it's uh, 6.10 p.m. uh, Saturday evening. On Sunday the 20th, the tide... uh, the sun's going to rise at 6.36, and the sunset will be at 5.10. High and low tide chart, we can see that the uh, first high tide will be at 12.32, and the next high tide at 1.52 p.m. That's Sunday. The first low tide will be at 7.09 a.m. Sunday morning. 
The next low tide at 7.09 p.m., 12 hours apart. Uh, that's Sunday evening. Average water temperature in southwest pass Vermilion Bay, right at a crisp 70 degrees. And uh, yep. I'm sure we're going to see that come down for the next few weeks yes, too, sir. with the temperatures. So, no, no doubt. Anyway, uh, Rick, uh, as always, uh, we wouldn't be here each Friday for these fine sponsors. Yeah, we you're have. right, Tony. We've got to thank our sponsors, Alamo Hydraulics, Dose Heating and Cooling, Coca-Cola, Quarter Tavern, and Home Run Pizza. And our motto is always, kids that hunt and fish don't steal and deal.